everyone. Uh, welcome back to Fostering Growth Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Laura, and I'm here with our special guest today. Hi, I'm Katie. How's it going? Yeah, and Katie is uh, a friend of a friend who was recommended, and I'm very appreciative that she was like, hey, I'll be on your podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I was recommended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I come from a very long uh, line of She's great. She had her own podcast. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, actually, I had two, and I'm not completely positive that I won't be going back to them. Mm, okay. um, but one of them was Dissenters and Rejects, which I opened an Etsy store for, and it was just Ooh. kind of a uh, it was kind <laughs> of an educational and social awareness uh, podcast. Just also a reason for me to get back into doing research and just trying to learn some more things on my own kind of a continued education. And then the other one was Lesbro Reels, which I did with my podcast partner, Jay from Austin. Mm -hmm. And that was a little more niche. We would just watch lesbian films and then talk about them and kind of give a synopsis and our take on it. Honestly, the episode's uh, we're longer than the films. So. <laughs> You're just going on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't help it. There's a lot to say. <laughs> You're going to have to give me a list of some of those films. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing was that I hadn't seen many of these films and she had. And she was like, oh, my God, you need to, like, really look into them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a whole new world here. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, again, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. So thanks. No problem. Happy to be here. <laughs> so today's topic, um, we want to talk about the wheel of wellness, um, which is something that a lot of people don't know about. And I've talked to many like, you know, coworkers and friends and I ask them like, hey, when it comes down to kind of taking care of yourself, do you know what to like work on or do you know like what to do? And sometimes I feel like when I have these conversations with them, I feel, I feel like I sound like a therapist, like how, how's your health doing? Like your right. mental health, like <laughs> how are you taking care of yourself? But I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it and I want them to feel comfortable, you know, like talking to me about it or, you know, expressing themselves. Cause again, I'm going into this like journey of really taking care of myself and everything that I learn, I want to, you know, be able to share it, not just with, you know, the listeners, but also with people around me. Um, but yeah, so the wheel of wellness is kind of basically, you know, taking care of yourself and reaching that potential to, uh, or reaching your potential by understanding, um, the interconnectedness of each aspect of our lives. And, um, I did my research and I, some places I would see like, you know, six parts, uh, other places I would see eight. So I kind of went with the eight, uh, just to, be more thorough. And, um, I really, I, <laughs> thank you. I really liked the different, you know, sections, um, that I kind of chose and want to go over. So hopefully everybody else likes them too. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So, um, these are also in no like order. Like it's not just because number one, number two, like I'm just going to go down this list. Uh, so it's not like we're going to start with like physical and I don't want people to think, oh, that's your most important one. Like all of these mm -hmm. are equally as important. This is just like a list. 
Um, but yeah, so starting with our physical health, um, I think it's, uh, you know, normal because again, we take care of our body, you know, for optimal health and for it to function correctly. You know, we have to get enough rest. We have to eat nutritious foods. We have to, you know, exercise or have some kind of movement. Um, and a lot of people do do it. You know, people go to the gym, uh, people go walk their dogs, uh, you know, all these different, you know, go to the park with their kids, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, do sports. Um, but sometimes they're like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm working out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but they're not getting enough rest. And that also, right. you know, kind of hurts their physical, uh, function, I would say. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things So when I was in college, I was also working full time. And before I had started school, you know, I was working out a little bit more and on kind of a better schedule with it and I guess more consistent. But then once I started school, you know, I was still working full time and I had a full schedule at UT. So I really didn't have time to do those things that I have been doing. Mm -hmm. And for a while there, um, like I tried, but then it would end up getting really stressful and I definitely wasn't getting enough rest. So eventually I just had to accept that I wasn't, wasn't going to be able to do those things the same way that I was just because of the way my life had kind of changed that way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to realize that like the stress caused by not being able to do, you know, what you think is perfect can be worse than not actually being able to do those things. Yeah. So the rest is super important. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, working graveyard for five years. Right. And it was <laughs> it was heavy. And now that I work in the morning, I'm able to get maybe not eight hours of sleep, but at least six. And that's yeah. way more than before. Before, you know, I would take two hour naps throughout the days. It wasn't like right. a more than two hours, maybe three hours and days that, you know, I didn't have my son, I'd be sleeping all, all day. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just too much rest sometimes too, you know? Yeah. There's definitely everything in moderation. I would say. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm still learning that. I mean, I can't say I've been talking about it, you know, since kind of the beginning of the podcast where mm-hmm. my goals are to really take care of myself, you know, like to eat well. And I've, <laughs> I'm not proud to say, but I am a little bit proud to say that now <laughs> I, I eat more consistently two times a day than before. Where hey. sometimes, right? Like, and it's it's still hard. It's still I'm you know trying to manage um, like even not even just feeding myself, but like feeding my son. And sometimes mm-hmm. he's very picky, and sometimes I'm picky, and I'm like I'm not trying to give him these things, you know, <laughs> right from me. So I'm like, no, you need to eat your vegetables, and then I'm over here like. I do eat my vegetables, but then I force it or not force it, but like, you know, give it more to him of like, okay, he wants a snack. Here's an apple or a banana or some grapes. And then me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want a snack. I'm going to get some chips. I'm going to get, you know, things like that. So it's, it's like you said, balance of everything. And um, I think I've been doing a lot better, at least with, you know, giving myself better nutritious food and eating a lot better. (laughs) So at least I can say that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, the other one of, 
you know, even exercising, um, I know that like walking my dog and like having walks with my son and getting him to school and back, even though it's like right here, I know that that has helped me out a lot mm-hmm. with at, at least, you know, being outside and getting some fresh air. Cause it's not for me, I guess right now it's not like, Oh, I need to like be super like exercise and be, right. you know, I, I feel like with me, my mental health is a little bit more important. So I'm not super out there, but I do, you know, again, walk to go get my kid almost every day from school. Um, we, you know, walk our dog, um, when he goes mm-hmm. out to like soccer, you know, practice and he's, you know, doing his movement. So balancing physical hasn't been so hard, but I think it's more of like, the other aspects of eating, you know, and yeah. getting enough rest are the ones I, I struggle with a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier to balance it when you're not trying to achieve this like peak physical goal and like mm-hmm. this more aesthetic goal for your body. Right. You know, you're just yeah. trying to, it's so much easier when you're just trying to do what's going to make you feel better. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, some of examples, you know, of, of bettering your, uh, overall physical health of, you know, getting enough rest, making sure, you know, a lot of people say eight hours, but yeah. getting at I least my peak is seven, I right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think seven <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> right. So, um, I try my best to get those seven, um, again, eating nutrition foods, just remembering that there's like snack options, like I started recently buying, you know, like cucumbers and like, you know, getting those slices with tahin. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a snack and it's also really healthy. And I got that tip from my nutritionist, <laughs> which I'm like, thank nice. you. <laughs> um, so, you know, making those small changes does make a huge difference in the, in, you know, you might not see it right now, but like right. I said, I've experienced of like changing those little things. And then I see the change in me and it makes, it makes me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's the goal, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, coming up to our, I would say, second one uh, is our emotional health. And Ooh. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of a heavy one. Uh, just because um, I recently, and it's it's funny, like I recently watched the uh, Selena Gomez documentary. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you heard about it. And, you know, she talks about her mental health. And I feel like mental and emotional, like, go very, like, much hand in hand. Because sometimes when you're not mentally well, you're not emotionally well and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so basically with our emotional health, you know, is having that strong sense of self, um, you know, that supports our ability to recognize, share, and be kind to ourselves as we experience our emotions. And Mm -hmm. I've struggled with that a lot, uh, just because at a young age, I always, and the thing is that I taught myself this, it wasn't even like taught to me. Like I taught myself that crying was weakness, that I was not allowed to cry. And I, like, I knew (laughs) what I was going through. I was eight, nine. And I Mm -hmm. knew that I was going through a lot of things, but I was like, do not cry. Like crying is not going to get you nowhere. And so I shoved my feelings down a lot. (laughs) And, um, sometimes I feel like when they come back out, it's either a rush of like sadness and then wanting to cry. Mm -hmm. And then other times it's rage. It's like, like anger. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, before, like, 
it was, you know, the sadness was like, you would cry it out, you know, but when you start Mm -hmm. feeling that rage, you're like, okay, I really need to start controlling my emotions because I can just burst out of all of a sudden. And I don't want to say that I saw it like with my son, but there was times where he would do small things that would really get me mad. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to take a chill pill. I'd be like, you know what? You need a timeout and I need a timeout. <laughs> yeah. Cause everything's just building. Yeah. So every little thing is just like, that might set me off for no reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, these are things that I don't want to, you know, have my son learn from me. Yeah. So taking care of like my emotional health has been extra hard too. And like I said, Mm -hmm. because of that whole feeling like it's weakness, you know, feeling like I can't let it out and then I bottle it up and then it starts coming out as something different. And I'm like, I don't like that either. (laughs) So I think one way that I worked on it was like watching like sad movies, like movies that I know are going to make me cry. <laughs> and so I watch these movies and I make myself cry because mm-hmm. once those like floodgates start opening, it's just like boom, I just let it all go. And so it's 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 good because at least I don't feel like I'm sitting down and thinking about my sad life and I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Like at least here it's like, oh, I'm watching a sad movie. It's normal to cry. And then I I let get to release a little bit of that extra that I have. I mean, that's why drama even exists is it right provides a catharsis so you can actually experience all these emotions without having to you know experience the consequence of what actually happens in the story yeah like greek tragedy happened yeah definitely i i think i don't know i think it's my favorite way to at least cry or let myself cry because yeah I'm still like, no, Laura, don't do it. And and it's especially like when there's things that happen to me um, or like, you know, like those small things, like mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't cry over, what is it? Spilt milk. Right. Sometimes I drop something and I cry and I'm like, oh, that's not okay. <laughs> like it I just, just get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but with the whole emotional, you know, health, uh, taking care of, it says your heart with help, healthy coping strategies, you know, you have to know what, I mean, I don't want to say what's wrong with you because, you know, it, it seems, <laughs> I know, like it seems. What's like, wrong with you? <laughs> what is your trauma? <laughs> right? Like, like I, I know it sounds like such a negative light, but it's just like, no. it's true. Like you need to figure out what it is that triggers these emotions, you know? And, and I mean, I've started going to therapy and so I'm kind of, you know, breaking those walls that mm-hmm. again, since a young age, I wouldn't. I, I didn't, I was not emotionally well. I didn't know how to right. cope. I just decided to shove it all in and be like, it's okay. You got to be strong for, you know, your brothers and your family mm-hmm. and you're the oldest and all these things where again, you know, it's, it's a really big thing right now of like breaking, you know, generational trauma. And so right. that's, that's, it's really hard. And you, if you're going through it, like, you know, all the help that you can get, you know, from friends, maybe, you know, therapy, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to talk to somebody and not feel that judgment. Um, I think that's yeah. why I chose therapy. I would like to talk to friends, but I also feel like it's heavy on them. You know, you want to hang out yeah. with your friends. And you don't want to be time. a burden. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes you feel like a burden. It really does. And yeah. I always tell my friends, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. Like, we're here to listen to you. But 
they have their own stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So once I started going to therapy, like it really helped me hang out with my friends and not have to talk about like, oh my God, all of this happened to me because what? Yeah. I already let it out in therapy. <laughs> Plus but, it's easier. I assume I have yet to go to therapy, which, you know, I probably should, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's okay. Everyone their own time. Exactly. Everyone in their yeah. own time. It really took me a long time. Like I accepted that I needed therapy like maybe a year and a half ago, to be honest, because mm-hmm. my grandmother passed away and I know that I was not coping with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really need that help. But I just kept lagging it and lagging it and saying later, 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 or like I didn't have the money to pay for it or things like that, you know, but yeah. sometimes you just need to reach out and sometimes you need to try it. Um, I really wish that I could like plug something in here, but I know that everybody's insurance is Mm -hmm. different. (laughs) So I just want to say that I was able to reach therapy through insurance. So maybe look into that if you have those options. (laughs) Yeah. I know there's other resources too. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I imagine that it would be easier to kind of like you were saying with the crying thing, just if you perceive vulnerability as weakness and it's hard to break mm-hmm. out of that it would be easier to talk to someone that you don't yeah. necessarily have to see every day mm-hmm. to it kind of puts that weight off yeah of like feeling you like- know they can't use it against you <laughs> exactly yeah very true very true <laughs> um but yeah uh so yeah learning to acknowledge and express your emotions even the hard ones <laughs> with mm-hmm. things like journaling. Sometimes I remember when I was younger, I used to journal. Um, I think I started journaling in middle school and it was mm-hmm. because we did it in class, like English class every time or every day I would go into English class. It was my first period. Mm-hmm. They, um, he would have like a journal prompt and we would open up our journals and just kind of write, I think it was like for five minutes. And mm-hmm. Um, what was really special too, is that at the end of the year, I received the book that it was called 365 days of like journaling. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice. Like, you know, every day has that different journal journal prompt. And so journaling became a really big thing in my life. And Mm -hmm. I know that even up to date, like, I don't want to say that I keep a journal, but there's times where I do write when I feel a lot of emotions, you know, like I just kind of write them out. Um, Maybe burn it if you want, if no, nobody, we yeah. want nobody to read it. But I mean, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, it is. You're like Definitely. that's more common than. <laughs> right. It's like to release to it. Yeah. To release it yeah. into the universe. But that's for another tale. <laughs> yeah. I think even creative writing can perform the same function as journaling. Because if, mm-hmm. if you're like, man, I don't want to journal. I just, I don't know what to write. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just trying to think in a more abstract way or kind of project it onto something else that can help too. That's true. Writing some poems or something. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Reading some self-help books or professional growth books as well. Um, I know that I've mentioned a couple uh, that I had started reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that Atomic Habits, I remember, even though that's kind of like a habit once, but I know that it also, you know, when they say like uh, messy, messy life or like messy mind, messy life or something like that. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, when you set your priorities and get kind of organized, you know, it does also help you a lot. And so like having those like 
or reading about like habits and things like that Mm kind of helped me out too, to kind of know that, okay, instead of feeling, you know, anxious and stressed out about something, it's like, okay, then kind of get into that habit of finding solutions for it instead of freaking out. (laughs) Right. I think that's a good practice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on to our next one is um, financial. Financial, Mm -hmm. like financial aspect in our life. I think that a lot of people, um, well, let me just speak for me. (laughs) I know that (laughs) when I began my job, like at times it was like, you know, oh, I have money. Like, let me just like buy Mm -hmm. this. Like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to get money next time anyway. So like, you know, and so learning to live within like your means and learning to manage your finances uh, for like short term and long term uh, Mm -hmm. is really hard, especially like when you're young. Like again, in foster, I didn't really learn about that. Nobody taught me about that. It was like, it was kind of like, oh, they would give me money, you know, for um, what is it? Allowance. Mm-hmm. Like I would get an allowance and then, you know, that's how I made money. But I didn't really learn about making my own money until I started working, which was right. 16. And that's still pretty young. Same. Right. <laughs> so like nobody really taught me about money. Nobody really taught me about savings. Nobody taught me about credit. Nothing. Mm-hmm. None of that. And I mean, I'm I'm doing really good right now, but <laughs> but I'm still struggling. And I really wish that somebody would have taught me a little bit more about taking care of like my financial you know, stuff. And especially like taking it a little bit more, how would you say it? Like, like it's really important. And again, some people think about like, oh, like money comes and goes. And it's like, yeah, money Mm -hmm. comes and goes. But when you start getting older, you're like, oh, shoot, like I should have, you know, started maybe that savings account when I was 18 or something like that. So um, looking into your financial life also kind of helps with like, blessing the stressors you know of money because that one's a big one especially in this economy in this economy I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that just kidding right um I have experienced the economy a little bit <laughs> all right but, we're all right now <laughs> yeah but um I think I was lucky in that I learned to be frugal really young mm-hmm. And I think part of it, because I started working when I was 16 too, but honestly, I think part of it had to do with the fact that I just wanted to move out and live on my own as soon as possible. Yeah. So as soon as I started working, I knew I needed to be setting aside money. And then with that whole process, I just kind of learned how not to spend it. That's good. So most of the time when I spend money, it's, I mean... I hate shopping. I'm terrible at buying clothes for myself. Anyway, mm-hmm. most of the things that I spend money on are experiences like travel or. Oh, nice. You know, I, there was a stint where I was going out a lot. So that was probably the worst part, <laughs> but you know, your wallet was like, no, no yeah. girl, not this era. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, Ubers are not cheap, but they're cheaper than a DUI. So <laughs> I'll do that. Um, that's one way to talk yourself into it (laughs) yeah but I always did pretty well with saving and it's enabled me to take a couple breaks from working to try and refigure my life out Mm -hmm. so that's nice but flip side of that is that you know I also didn't learn really how to set myself up for the future 
Mm-hmm. And like you're saying with credit and everything and just all the little intricacies of finance to actually make yourself uh, comfortable yeah. in the future. And maybe, I mean, I don't think anyone in our generation is looking to retire anytime soon. Right. An <laughs> option. But I, not to get on a soapbox about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that the primary function of public schools is not to, you know, breed American-made millionaires. It's to breed workers in a working class. Yeah. And, oh. you know, it's just not something that's included in our curriculum is how to become that, you know, yeah. self-made no. American dream. I totally get that. I mean... I'm pretty sure that a lot of us have had those talks, uh, especially, you know, now that we're older, where we're like, Mm -hmm. wait, like, why didn't they show it this, you know, to us during high school? Like, why are we learning about certain things or at least, you know, have that um, extra class? You know, I, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I took economics and, you know, in economics, they did or my teacher um, did show us a little bit more of that, you know world you can say um and he would turn it kind of like into a game as well and I know that you know we did like a stocks game and I feel like a lot of people do that um and kind of learn you know how to invest and things like that Mm -hmm. but as much as the some of teachers you know might teach it or some people might teach it like it's not really it's never really been seen like oh it's really important to like at a young age and I do feel like it should be more of, you know, even showing them how to do their taxes and things like that. Like nobody teaches us those things. And then you grow up and then you have to do these things. And then, you know, I don't want to say like, because you have to pay somebody else to do them, but it's like, if we were taught these things, maybe, you know, we would be a lot more successful since giving these tools, but maybe I would not have had to do three years of taxes at one time because I had put them off for so long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Things like that. And like, even when I, I mean, I, even after I got my first job, like I didn't learn about a 401k until my fourth job. <laughs> and it's the yeah. job that I'm at right right now. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait a minute, like a 401k, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's for your retirement. And I'm like, oh, that's how that? you get the money. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, I did understand what retirement meant, but I was like, oh, that's how you get the money. Like, I just thought like you worked and it automatically like went somewhere like, you know, right. but I didn't know that you had to change this and you had to change that. And each company had their own thing and all these different things that again, mm-hmm. nobody teaches us until somebody, I mean, maybe parents, some parents do, or, yeah. you know, families and things like that. But I feel like you said if it were presented like more in schools, mm-hmm. it would have a greater impact. And I don't know. It's sadly, sadly where, where we're at and yeah. we gotta, you know, we just gotta make do with what we have. But and my assumption would be that any school that actually has more of that in their curriculum are probably schools that have more funding. Very true. Very true. I mean, again, money. Money, money, money. Right. <laughs> money talks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on because money money's a stressor sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Our next component of this little wheel that we have here <laughs> is um, our social one. And 
yes, we like many of us know it's like our social medias, <laughs> you know, being social. Um, mm. but, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not for us social anxiety people, but you know, it's still the the little connections, the personal relationships that you have, you know, with friends and family, you know. So um by you know building relationships with regular connection and healthy boundaries. Uh a lot of people forget that what healthy boundaries are. <laughs> and again, re- you just always have to remember that you need to put yourself first sometimes when right. you know you feel a certain way, you feel taken advantage of, you feel like you're not being listened to, like you feel, you know, that somebody or that other person, you know, might not care like what you're feeling, like you have to put boundaries. And I had to learn that with my mom. It mm-hmm. was really hard to do because as you know, a foster kid growing up, I didn't have her. So of course now as an adult, I would love to have her. And yet we haven't formed that great connection that I wanted, but you know, it gets better. And it it really started with me setting boundaries with her. So, mm-hmm. you know, setting boundaries with like that family, even like friends, you know, you sometimes you have to do it and it's painful and it's like you might lose these friends or you might lose these people in your life but would you rather lose yourself or that person you know and I mean nobody wants to lose themselves and nobody wants to be treated poorly just to have Mm -hmm. friends or just to be around family I mean we're supposed to be feeling better about ourselves they're supposed to be helping us not you know putting us down supposed to be mutually beneficial (laughs) Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so even like having that connection, you know, with others, either real life or, you know, online, like I mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, social media uh, has brought us more together in the connection. But at the same time, it also pulls us apart. It yeah, sadly really does. And I want to talk about this in another episode about like removing yourself from, you know, social media, taking that like mm-hmm you know, a lot of people have taken those like cleanse of social media and they take off their Instagram or Facebook or whatever for like a month and then come back. Uh, And I mean, recently I totally left my Instagram behind and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on, you know, the podcast one because it's the one that's more important for me. And I felt like my social media was not helping me anymore, like mentally, you know, like I've mentioned before of not feeling so great about myself. So Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to kind of remove that and it was also a distraction, you know? So, um, learning how to, you know, balance and man- what is it? Man- I was going to say man- maneuver. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say <laughs> the <laughs> other one. <laughs> I was going to say the other one and I was like, I know. <laughs> maneuver. Is that what you- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, being able to <laughs> maneuver your social life. <laughs> I think we should just change it to manure. That's much more entertaining. <laughs> I mean, still, you're trying to, you know, go through all this shit. So exactly. <laughs> hand hand. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so learning, you know, ways to balance that is also healthy for you and and putting mm-hmm. yourself first. And, you know, like I said, I've had to learn that this year very painfully, but you know, sometimes it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. I don't know if you've ever had any of that experiences. 
Um, you know, sometimes I think I'm a little too good at setting boundaries, mm. <laughs> but that's just in the case of like when it has to do with, huh? You're like really good at pushing people away. <laughs> right. So that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but when it has to do with people reaching out, like I've definitely had to do that before. I mean, with my mom too, just saying like, you know, just because I have a phone and it does work does not mean that I am just constantly available to everyone every minute of the day. Yeah, definitely. So because that's been a real stressor in the past, um, you know, mm-hmm. not so much with friends, even though sometimes, but um, when I was working a lot and going to school just with family and work, just expected to be constantly available. Eventually you just get fed up and you have to say no. Yeah. Um, but I think the boundaries that are more difficult to set are the ones where it involves saying no to someone you care about because it seems like they're in need. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, that's what is really hard to manure through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie, they're never going to let me live this down. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but I, I, I totally get what you mean, though. Like, it's yeah. it's hard, you know. It's especially, like, when you're saying, you know, it's family. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel a certain way yeah. towards them. Or, like, you you know, if they're in need and you're like, well, they're family. But then mm-hmm. where does that leave you, you know? You can't yeah. take off, what is it, the clothes off your back to give them to somebody else. Then you're going to be cold, you know. You're not exactly. going to have anything either. And so I feel like with you know, social media, if anything, like I use it for, you know, communication between friends and like even family. Like I know that on Instagram, we would have like that group message with, you know, my brothers and my mom. So it was kind of like a thing. Um, And then I know that I have like group like messages, like with friends, you know, like those text messages, like everybody has them. Oh, yeah. Um, But other than that, like, I think I would scroll just through social media or like TikTok and things like that. And as much as I would say, you know, with this podcast, like, oh, I Mm want to do something like that. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But then I never did it. And I would just be kind of sitting there thinking of all these ideas, but never going through with them. Because again, I'm like just distracted going on social media, seeing what else I could find. And so removing myself from that, like, I feel, you know, if, if people are really feeling like social media, they're waking up and they're checking all their socials, like mm-hmm. maybe they do need to take that step back, you know, kind yeah. of, you know, take that cleanse. And it it might sound like, oh, just because I did it, I want everybody to do it. I just feel like it really did benefit a lot because you're not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, comparing yourself to people on there. You're not comparing your life. You're actually yeah. really, truly focusing on you and what you're going through and what's in front of you, you know, your reality, instead of looking at the reality or, mm-hmm. you know, not even the reality of other yeah. people on social media. Everybody it's just a curated reality. Yeah. It's everybody dangerous just to compare yourself to that. Puts the good times on there and that's mm-hmm. it. And I do see that, you know, other people also record themselves crying and things like that and I know I know for one I'm not gonna say anything bad about it but I just know that I don't want to record myself but again Mm -hmm. people shouldn't have to show themselves what is it healing or going through their journey like I'm kind of doing that you know silently but through the podcast as well you know so I'm able to talk about it and share it because it's Mm -hmm. you know 
me sharing it with everybody. But at the same time, it's like when I removed myself from social media, like I really did truly sat with myself and was like, what do you need Mm -hmm. to change? What do you truly want to do with, you know, one, the podcast, another, your life, another, like your house and things like that. Sorry. Like with future projects and all of that. And I knew that social media was like really like, you know, how do you say it? Blocking me. I I really want to say like, it was just, instead of letting my creativity flow, like it was more blocking. (laughs) Yeah. And, and removing myself from that, you know, was, was really healthy for me. And so that's, you know, one way to kind of work on your, you know, social health. And another way is, you know, to use these social networks in a positive way, you know, to have Mm -hmm. that connection and, you know, use it appropriately and even finding ways to like give back to your community, you know, so that you are connected, not just online, but like actually where you live and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I have a free little library at the corner of my son's school. So, you know, having our little trips there, like we give and we take from our community. Like we donate our books that he's not, you know, reading anymore. He's past the level. And then we get books from there that he's interested in reading. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like, it's really nice because again, it's a free little library. You I really literally have found gold in that little library all of a sudden. So if nice. you could find one of those, it would be really, it's really nice. It's a good way to like trade books. I like Right. Just Google one. <laughs> free little library. Right. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> but it also like reminds you that, you know, even though you're struggling with life, at least, you know, you're still connected and you're giving back you know, and, mm-hmm. and it feels good. Like I said, you know, it, it's something that me and my son both enjoy together. So I, I, you know, take advantage of, you know, that he really likes looking like every other day, like, oh, let's look at the little library today. And nice. again, you know, we give books, we take books. That's how it works. <laughs> and you're bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's ever a time I know that I've wanted to one day in the future, please don't quote me on this, but would like to have, you know, one of those community cleanup or like a beach cleanup Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, Because I always, like, I remember that I always pass by this, um, I think it's on orange and I think, yeah, I think it's orange and you're kind of going to the freeway to the 805 and there's Mm -hmm. always like trash there on the side over here. Oh yeah. And I remember one time I posted about it and I'm like, oh my God, all this trash. And like somebody else like responded to my story and we're like, oh my God, I know, like I always want to clean it up. And I'm like, I want to make this like clean up, you know, clean up the community, clean up this area. And they're like, hey, if you ever do it, like I'm down. And I'm like, oh shoot. Like I never thought, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that could happen. So I know that being more part of like the community I know that one day you know via this podcast I would like to maybe do like a little roundup you know of like getting you know together and getting to know like my community and like others you know who live around and listen and kind of bond in that way and then also help the community so I kind of wanted to throw that one in our like little (laughs) social talk because I'm trying to manifest it you know (laughs) yeah no that's an awesome idea I love that and you know that really goes into volunteer work and work for the communities you know it's really good for the heart and that's like a really good way to be social and Mm -hmm. you know I feel like with 
my issue with the social part of this wheel <laughs> has been um, isolation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, with the pandemic has oh. affected everyone mm-hmm. um, to the point where there's so many people that I talk to now, like you, <laughs> like, yeah, I realized that I really don't want to leave my house because mm-hmm. I've been in my house so much. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> it's nice not to leave. Like it's cheaper. There's less stress, but then there's the social anxiety, which, you know, I always kind of had before, but it was never as much. Yeah. Like amplified. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it's been amplified. And <laughs> like, I know that when I go out and I'm doing stuff, I'm fine, but mm-hmm. just that it feels almost exactly like the kind of um, task paralysis that I get, you know, when you have mm-hmm. so many things to do and you don't yeah. know, you know, which one you're supposed to be doing. Oh. It feels the same way. Tell me about it. <laughs> So for that part, just getting more involved, like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. kind of committing to things like that, I think is a really good way to get out of that Mm -hmm. isolation state. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, even finding other different things that like you're interested in, I know that, you know, even, I mean, I just want to talk about your cats. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to bring up all the cats that you. We have, have to at least mention the cats. <laughs> I mean, um, really building an image here. <laughs> <laughs> the cat lady. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but I You're mean, like, like even like you know, I I know that you basically run a shelter in your own freaking home so so it's like even like volunteering in other shelters too you know I know that that, that's kind of giving back to your community and like even enjoying something that you like which is you know animals and like helping them out and again I just wanted to bring up your cats (laughs) thank you so much for bringing up my cats um and since you did I would like to put it out there that Adoption rates are extremely low right now, and we are holding on to our foster kittens. Well, basically, our foster kittens are becoming whole cats. Oh, okay, okay. Um, So there's a very limited amount of space. You know, it's very stressful. The bigger they get, the harder it is to keep them in a smaller space, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, We have 11 in my house right now. Wow, okay. So... If anyone's been thinking about adopting an animal, okay. please take this as a sign. Um, <laughs> we foster for East County Animal Rescue, which, you know, I may be biased, but it's a very good organization. Mm. We'll definitely leave the info in our little description. Oh, that would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please of course. take these cats. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, you know, holidays are coming up, literally, literally around uh-huh. the corner. What's the better gift than a cat? A little kitty cat. Right? Don't you yeah. want an animal that lives in your home that acts like it owns you? <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? Right? <laughs> or two? Two is the best. <laughs> like, where is it? Uh, they're siblings. You can't separate them. <laughs> exactly. All seven of these cats are siblings. You can't separate them. You can't separate Take all seven, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Will they? <laughs> Oh no. Well, you never know. We'll see. We'll we'll keep our DMs open. <laughs> yes. Um, and with that, we'll leave this with this beautiful message of please adopt these cats.org. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you, Katie, so much for being here with me and with all our listeners and letting us, you know, get to know you a little bit better. Um 
the best part is that this will be a two-parter. So I'll have you again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely. Thank you so much. It really eases me to be able to find people like you that, you know, enjoy being able to talk and, and express themselves. And it, I, I know that it's hard. I It's not easy. I mean, just because I talk a lot doesn't mean that I enjoy talking about these things. But, you know, what better way than... Again, I'm going to have to bring it up again. The Selena Gomez documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're practically Selena Gomez. <laughs> stop it. No, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but um, she really, you know, brought up, I, I think it, and I think it's a like lyric and like her song, uh, which is also like my mind and me. Um, but it's, she says like something about if people hear it from me, like they know that I'm going through it, then they won't feel alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like why I also started this podcast where, you know, I wanted it to be for people to understand that, you know, especially after the pandemic, but mental health, uh, you know, is very important. And I haven't been, you know, at my 100 percent. And some people are like, oh, my God, like after hearing your podcast, like I never would have thought like you mm-hmm. portray yourself in a certain way. And I'm like that's how good I'm at hiding it it's <laughs> been it. 20 years of practice <laughs> but you know putting myself out there really um also helps me you know to again accept my reality and know that I'm living this and working my way through it and I you know honestly do feel a lot better and mm-hmm. you know I'm still working obviously on myself so I will continue to do so and you know everybody out there who's listening and watching like I hope that you guys are also, you know, working on yourselves and putting yourselves first and putting that mental health and emotional health and all of these things that we have listed that is really important, you know, for short term and long term. So pretty please take care of yourselves and just keep going. You guys, you guys can do it. I promise you. <laughs> Look you at us. This. Look at we us. This. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Katie. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. I'll do a little plug-in for our socials. So uh, you can um, find us at on Instagram at fostering.growth.pod, uh, on Twitter at foster underscore growth uh, with two H's. Um, on Facebook, I still am having a hard time figuring out <laughs> Facebook because I have not been on Facebook for like seven years, to be honest. And so I know I have a Facebook like page to like now so if you guys would be such dears and go like that facebook page because again i'm really working hard it's just me i'm learning all over again it's stressful but i'm gonna get there somehow some way <laughs> um so on foster or, or sorry on facebook it's fostering growth uh, pod so if you search, I'm pretty sure the page will pop up. But if not, hey, request me as your friend. I want friends. <laughs> social. Right? My social. I'm working on my social. Um, and as always, you can email us, email us at um, fostering.growth.pod at gmail.com um, with, you know, anything, you know, comments, uh, questions, anything that you guys you know maybe would like to hear in the future or would like to share about yourselves you know i'm open to anything um feel free you know to reach out and you know talk to us we're not shy look at us (laughs) (laughs) and um if you want to go ahead and plug anything in katie 
Um, yes, I would like to plug my Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is dissenters underscore and underscore rejects. And that's for the podcast that I mentioned and also the Etsy shop that I'm trying to get going. And you can also find all of those links under that Instagram. So please check it out. Also, East County Animal Rescues Instagram, if you want to check that out as well. There's also some other rescues for dogs, etc. <laughs> if you have any questions, please email Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and I will forward everything to Katie. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again for being on here. And I can't wait to see you again to record another one. Yay. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys.